What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Joystick Chronicles podcast. Today, we're talking about what we think the better game is overall, Apex Legends or Call of Duty Warzone. Let's get started. All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back. we got a new week, and uh, this is a week that we have not played any Warzone, which is kind of wild. Uh, I play a little bit. All right, I, I played Fortune's Keep. A couple games to experience it, but like from a comparison standpoint, if like compared to what we're playing, pretty much I would say 90% of the time was not in Warzone and it was in Apex. Apex, baby. So I think we are a little bit back on our Apex grind, which is not a bad thing. I would be agreeing to that. I'm enjoying it. And you know what? We have said from the start that we're going to talk about whatever we're playing that week and whatever we're enjoying. So we got some good Apex content today. The title of today's stream is, is Apex Legends better than Warzone? And I want to get into that a little bit more (laughs) because I think there are some pros and cons to each, obviously. Um, A lot more pros for one game than the other. We can talk about that a little bit later. Um, that's going to be our our pinned poll in the chat here. If you if you're joining us, let us know what you think is a better game, um, either Apex or Warzone. Uh, but Matt, why don't you take us through some of the headlines from the last week? Let's go headlines. Um, so starting off, honestly, it's kind of dry. I mean, <clears throat> or at least nothing. Honestly, here's the deal for both of us. I think we both want to talk about what we're interested in. And also, I think that translates to what other people are interested in. I think the first thing that I saw this week, uh, Sony just released gaming headsets and monitors. And what I found a little interesting about that, too, is that they were, they're geared toward PS5, not toward Xbox, obviously, with Microsoft, but um, also PC. So they're targeting PC players, too. Well, and um, that's a good thing. And actually, what's interesting, too, and you see this with other um, tech companies, you know, specifically like with SteelSeries, um, I think Astro might be the same way. Uh, but the way that Xbox actually does their tech, I think it's a little bit different from a connection standpoint Yeah, um, than it is for both PlayStation and PC, which is a little strange. It's not something that I would actually have guessed, knowing that, um, Microsoft makes both Windows, which runs your PC and Xbox. Um, but my point here is that every time you get like a new wireless headset, you can choose between the PS5 and PC version or an Xbox version. Yeah. Um, so I think they're obviously playing that up quite a bit and going to take that into their advantage. So I think it's a great move by them. It's kind of funny because, like, I didn't realize until, like, we started this podcast that, like, it's literally just back and forth where they're just, like, doing different things to try to gain an advantage. <laughs> it's cool, you though. Do anything you can do better. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, I think, honestly, as far as headlines, that's pretty much it. But this you I, did... Real quick, though. Hold on. I, I yeah. do, I'm looking at this, um, at these monitors. I'm actually, you know, the headsets are interesting. They look kind of weird if I'm... Being completely frank, they look um, like, but they look like the controllers almost yeah, like it's kind of on brand with the PlayStation. Yeah, it looks like um, like a big white just ear cup, which is fine. Um, mm-hmm. it's got I'm trying to see 
features noise canceling. So it doesn't say if this is active noise canceling or not. I would imagine it is. I mean, these are the the H3, the H7, and the H9 headphones are $99, $229, and $299 respectively. I would imagine in the top of the top of the line one probably has active noise canceling. Um, and I would assume it's also wireless. Yeah, I think the two the H7 and the H9 look like they're wireless. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how these are. Uh, both 2.4 gigahertz wireless and Bluetooth connections, which 2.4 gigahertz wireless is great because it comes with that little dongle and it's super fast. Um, that's what I'm using right now. I think it's great. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, the monitors are actually interesting though because it looks like, I mean, they're expensive for sure. Yeah, but yeah. They have a 27-inch 4K monitor for 900 bucks, which comparatively, I mean, I would say 900 for a 4K monitor is pretty decent price. I mean, just in today's market, at least. Um, It looks like a any other monitor. I mean, it has that PlayStation vibe. The interesting piece of it is that it has the HDMI 2.1, which if you want variable refresh rate with uh the high frame rate gaming of the ps5 or xbox series x you need an hdmi 2.1 and a lot of today's monitors don't um actually have that integrated so Mm. that would be because uh console doesn't support displayport which still shocks me that it doesn't support displayport Mm -hmm. but Oh, it looks good i mean they look like competitive monitors i'd be curious to see what uh, some of the tech testers come out with uh, when they get their hands on these and what people are saying after it's released. Um, but I think this is a great move for them because they've never really made a step into. the. It makes sense. Like the console specific gaming market, especially with a lot yeah. of people now playing console on monitors. I, I think well, it makes total sense. I think to me, it kind of represents a little bit of a shift because you think about, um, I think consoles were so much marketed toward like family yeah. um, initially when they came out. Now it's kind of shifting into like, you know, there's people like me and you that ended up building a PC, but uh, a console is a cheaper option mostly, but it's like, Hey, if you still, I mean, oh, well, I don't know with a $900 monitor, people are probably not going to buy a $900 <laughs> monitor with their console, but a monitor I mean, that's over twice the amount of money like, as your console. But, but people are still like so uh hooked. I mean, it took how many years for me to switch over to PC? Yeah. I mean, literally console my whole life. So I mean I could have seen myself getting a monitor. I mean, I played with a monitor with just a console for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I think um I think you and I both switched to playing a monitor like very similar timing. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I played on a 65 inch TV from my couch for yeah. a while on Warzone, and then I switched to monitor, and I was like, "Oh, it's shit. so much better!" You like, just whoa, you can't beat it. <laughs> this is a yeah. lot better. So, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think that this will. I think this will be a a pretty decent monitor. Um, who knows how it's going to compare to like an Alienware or Samsung or something like that? That is mm-hmm. like known as top of the line tech um in the monitor space but i'm curious to see what they come out with and uh, and how this performs 
they definitely have my attention. I'm not saying that I'm going to get one, um, but I'll at least pay attention to it and see, you know, how it performs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, and actually on the Sony note too, um, have you heard about the rumors that Sony is also going to be coming out with a PS5 Pro controller similar to the Xbox Elite controller? No, but they should. I absolutely agree with you. Uh, I mean, it's ever since... They have scuff for PS5, don't they? They do now, yeah. Uh, but PlayStation's never had a pro controller like like uh, Microsoft made for Xbox. Um, if you want something with paddles on the back and the digital triggers and all of that, you have to go through a third-party company like a scuff mm-hmm. or like a Battle Beaver who makes controllers as well. Um, so I think this is a, also a good move for them. I mean, you think about how successful Microsoft is with selling the elite controllers. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I would say is please make them more durable than Microsoft did with the elite controllers. Yeah. You've got yours on screen there. I used to have one. Um, I've been through like three of them. Yeah. And... That's, the, that's the biggest question is the durability. Yeah. Um, so I, it's been, I think long stated ever since PS five came out. When was that a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago uh, that the PlayStation five controller is wildly impressive. Um, it's probably the best controller on the market just from a technical standpoint and just the, the way that it's built and, and how it feels in your hand and the responsiveness yeah. of it. Um, so I definitely think they have a huge opportunity to, uh, to expand the market with controllers just for them, because I feel like a lot of people don't get PS five controllers just because of the fact that they can't get a pro version of it unless they go with scuff. So, um, curious what pricing on that will look like and ultimately the, the end game features. Um, but they definitely said paddles on the back, digital triggers, all of that. I'm excited. I think that's going to be fun. Maybe one day I'll get my hands on a PS five controller. Uh, that would also maybe require you to have a PS5. Oh, you can use PlayStation controller on a computer. You know what? That makes sense. Yeah. No, you're right. You just plug it in just like you do your Xbox controller. It's no different. I prefer Xbox controllers. I do too. I mean, that's just because that's what I've always played. Um, and it's natural for me to have the, the offset stick position on a controller just because that's, that's muscle memory for me. Oh yeah, um, but I, I I'd I'd be curious just to see how it feels in the hand and at least try it out, um, just to to compare it with uh, the Xbox controller. Um, can I bring up something that you sent me? You absolutely may. The floor is yours. Do you have the, do you have the graphic? I do. I'll pull it up right here. Pull it up. Okay. 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 I think we need to chat about this because as soon as you sent it to me, I'm like, not that not that there's a debate. Well, I mean, I guess you could debate, but I just think this is fascinating. So we're talking about highest selling games of all time. And honestly, it's not even close. And this is based off of units sold. Units sold. But I mean, here's the deal. I'm, I guess I shouldn't really be all that surprised because I've known for a while that Minecraft has sold say, a does, lot. Does this surprise but, you? This, I saw this list and I was not surprised at all. But... but that's really cool. I mean, Minecraft has incredible staying power. And yeah. Tetris, for that, for that matter. I mean, think about the demo of Minecraft, though. You can target little kids with an Xbox, and they can play Minecraft for hours. Or you've you know got, funny? Or you've got your, your massive creators 
that are just variety streamers and doing Minecraft. Then you have your competitive Minecraft creators who are streaming to 15,000 people at a time. Yeah. They're just doing like random Minecraft events, which if you've ever seen those, those are amazing. They're awesome to watch. Like you will just get hooked by watching that. Um, So there's, I've always liked Minecraft. I have too. We used to play Minecraft. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a fun game. I think it's just because it, it is literally so open world. Anybody can pick it up and have a good time with it. It's like Legos in it literally is like it just speaks to your inner child because yeah. literally building blocks on steroids and you can do like whatever you want with it. It's like Jenga and Legos and Lincoln logs all mixed in into a video game. It'd be true. It'd be true. Okay. Mo- moving on. So Tetris number two. Uh PUBG honestly, pretty cool that PUBG is Still is third. No, no. PUBG's fifth. This is going left, right, left, right, left, right. Okay, well, hold on. So no, number two. I only have half no, my screen up. Okay. Number two is Grand Theft Auto Five. So Minecraft okay. has 238 million units sold. And Grand Theft Auto Five has 165 million at number two. So they have them yep, beat yep, out yep. by 73 million units, if my math holds on that. I'm Everyone knows I'm not good at math. Um, 35 plus 38, 73. I did it right. Go me. Nice. So, <laughs> like, that's that's a big jump. Um, but also, it doesn't surprise me that GTA 5 is the second highest game on this list. Because it's been out for 12 years. Because it's been around for so long. Um, on. GTA 5 release date. What was it, like 2013 or something? You nailed it. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah. I love that. Um, so, yeah, you think about it. It's been around for nine years. We're still waiting on GTA 6. They just keep remastering GTA 5 for each different console. Hilarious. And the popularity of GTA roleplay on Twitch, I think, plays a big portion of the, the sales of this. Um, the fact that they have withstood different uh versions of consoles is a big piece of that as well Uh, yeah and having you know starting you can get played on an xbox 360 and then your xbox one comes out you have to get it for xbox one and it's like oh there's xbox series x or series s and you got to get it for your next gen console um so i mean you think about it it's possible that the same person has bought this at least three times just for having different generations of consoles um so I think that in and of itself goes to show how impressive this Minecraft number really is. Uh, yeah. I wonder how long Minecraft has been out, though. I don't know. You're going to have to look that one up, too. Um, okay. I'm no, doing it. 2011, so only two years before. Yeah, that's, that's a... Minecraft is a huge game. Um, and I'd be curious to know if this also counts for mobile downloads. Um, I, I don't know would imagine it does um but minecraft is, is also available in the app store on google play so like more platforms that you can play it on so something to keep in mind um tetris is number three at 100 million i don't know if this is <clears throat> all versions That's of tetris God, include mobile or if it's like well i mean think about how many tetris games there have been yeah like, when did tetris first come out mm-hmm. um, 
Wii Sports is at number four at almost 1984. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like what versions of Tetris does this include? If all of them, if not all of them, that's what I'm curious about. Uh, Wii Sports is at number four at almost 83, 3 million PUBG's at 75 million. Super Mario Brothers is at 58 million. Uh, Mario Kart eight. In, I think it's infinite. Okay, Mario Kart Infinite. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. It just looks like an 8 because they twist it weird. Um, uh, also, Pokemon. Red, green, blue, and yellow. Seven. The original four Pokemon games. Um, I love those games. Which, that doesn't surprise me that this is on this list, the original four. And I'm glad they specified those four. Yeah. Um, Terraria. I've never played Terraria. I don't even know what it's about, if I'm being completely honest. I, I have no idea either. I would imagine it's about a terrarium and it's some kind of like puzzle adventure game. Um, and then Red Dead Redemption 2 is at 44 million. So list that honestly, if you were to ask me what games were on this list and I had to guess blind, um, I probably, I for sure would have gotten Minecraft, GTA, Super Mario, and Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think I would have guessed the rest of them. Everything mm-hmm. else is probably kind of wild cards. I would not have guessed Red Dead. Terraria, for sure not. Wii Sports. <laughs> Definitely not Wii Sports. Tetris probably wouldn't have come to mind. PUBG kind of surprises me that it's that high up. Um, and then Mario Kart. I might have just said Mario Kart in general, not necessarily Mario Kart Infinite. Um, but very interesting there. So curious your thoughts. Let us know down in the comments. Uh, what games do you think are... Uh, should be on this list and that you were surprised didn't actually make this list. Um, we're definitely interested to know uh, what you guys think on this one. We currently have four votes on the poll. And 100% are for yes. Is that am I and right? 100% is yes. that Apex Legends is a better game yeah. than Warzone. And so I'm going to transition straight into Call of Duty. And let's talk about... Uh, well, okay, one, I have a headline, and I'm going to start there. And then I think we should talk some Fortune's Keep impressions. Let's do it. But, uh, okay, the first one, I don't know if you got a chance to look, but basically, I think, Cod, we've been kind of saying this um, as time goes on, and this is still a good sign. And um, it just seems that they are listening to feedback. So you had sent me this. I think, I think you had sent me this tweet. Um, Raven Software basically tweeted and just said, "We've heard what you want to end season. Uh, we've heard you want to end season three with our beloved rebirth. We're updating the playlist to include all rebirth resurgence squad sizes, replacing Caldera resurgence until season four arrives at nine. So this is last week. They like in that was like within twenty four hours. Like they changed back to make sure. Cal, uh, they were honestly they're probably hemorrhaging players. They had to have been." <laughs> <laughs> it had to have been. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they uh they got rebirth back. But let's go into let's go into Fortune's Keep. Um so how many games did you play? Mm, half a dozen probably. Probably about the same for me. Yep. Um, impressions. Impressions. I would say it's better than Caldera, one hundred percent. Um Ooh. I, for me personally, I do think it's actually pretty comparable with Rebirth from just a map perspective. Um, I like the different areas in the map. Um, 
where you can go into the keep and it has that huge building feel like the prison on rebirth but it is a little bit more spread out there's a lot more jump spots there's so many jump spots on this map for you to learn um that was one of like the first things that i noticed um down in the city or town area i can't remember the poi um it reminds me of a multiplayer map it actually 100% reminds me of favela uh from modern warfare uh, 2 in all the, yes. the previous cods um it kind of brought back a little bit of memories just from those maps which was fun but i wasn't terribly impressed with how it was laid out it's just it's closer quarters downtown from verdansk with that favela type map feel if that makes any sense at all it it does it does if you played it it does um um so that was cool i think there's the area over by the winery actually was less spread out than i was expecting it to be it doesn't feel as big when you're mm-hmm. actually playing it than it looks on the map um so that was one of the things that i noticed and i actually did i had a couple games end over there and I will say Endgame is pretty slow because the circles are dying out so quickly uh, just because the map is so large. There's not very many people in the lobby, which they need to increase that. Um, another one of my first impressions was that the games are pretty slow, um, mm-hmm. but you have time to position yourself where you want to be for the end game, and you don't really have to worry about that super super quick thinking of like okay i gotta here's this guy that guy that guy and i gotta figure out exactly where i want to go it's just more of a you have time to process um and rebirth is not like that rebirth is very much it's one two three four go so i get that I I felt like Fortune's Keep was too busy. It's um it it all depends I, on where you drop. I am not saying I'm not saying that I don't like Fortune's Keep because I think in general I think the map is pretty well done. I mean, it's it's a cool map. Uh but they kind of got rid of the three lane system which makes there you you kind of alluded to it. There's so many doors. There's so many windows. There's so many jump spots that for me, I'm like, for me, I'm good because I like I'm good with movement. Like that plays to my play style. But it's just so much and it's so chaotic to me. Like especially in um, I guess it's what's it called the big the main poi is it keep yeah yeah. Oh my god, it's just so much, and especially if you're getting like chased. Yeah, there's a lot. There, were, there were a couple times where I had a guy drop in just like literally right on my back because he came through a window that I didn't even know was there, and that yeah. that comes with the territory of playing a new map. I mean, ultimately, yeah, you just have to put the time in to gain the map knowledge in order to know where all of those spots are, and once you get that down. I mean, think about Rebirth. When you first started playing Rebirth, you didn't like it. And I had to True. drag you into those lobbies. True. But now, you know the map, you've got all the knowledge there, and you're liking it quite a bit more. So I would say, w- over time, yeah. people are going to continue to to learn these areas on Fortune's Keep, and I think they're going to like it a lot more. But 
the question is with them now going to be rotating the maps after what I think it was July 21st when they start rotating maps or something like yeah. that. Um, is there going to be like a clear difference in the amount of players on the weeks that there's Rebirth Island versus Fortune's Keep? I'm very curious of that number. And I yep. don't think they'll ever share it. I think the only way that they no. will share it is if Fortune's Keep numbers were higher than Rebirth. And mm. I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean, what are you what are you thinking on Fortune's Keep? Like, what are the pieces that you think they did well, um, and where would you have liked to see something done differently? Uh, I think the three lane system because I feel like there is a pretty smooth um, transition. I think that's something they could have done better. Okay. In terms of like. Like I said, I like the map. I think the map is like well done. I don't think the rotations. One of the concerns that we talked about was I, I felt like it would be hard to rotate between different POIs. Mm -hmm. But I think they did pretty good with the cover and all sorts of stuff like that. The high ground. It's not like um, I don't think there's anywhere really that you can get trapped or at least not. In my, I haven't gotten trapped or anything yeah. like that yet. Just trying to trying to rotate also but i think in terms of like the flow like you're talking about i don't think there's enough players in the lobby really to like i wasn't ever running from the storm no i'll put it that way no. we weren't fighting enough to where i got stuck somewhere fighting and then had to rotate into the storm yeah i away i think to start i think just by solving or i think by doing this, they would solve a few problems or a few concerns of people, and I think they just need to increase the lobby size. Yeah. Um, I think that will will mitigate the end game circles or the final circle being like the third circle. I mean, I saw games I was watching uh like while I was working during the day, I I, I watched Teep a lot. And when I was watching him, there was one of the games that he played, literally the second circle was uh 1v1 the second circle yeah that's nuts and i mean grand t fries almost every lobby that he's in so it's a little bit different but mm -hmm. like you're not going to be running into that problem if you increase the player count um, yeah so how did you sorry go ahead go, no go ahead finish your question and i'll ask mine i was i was going to transition to the weapons because i wanted to know what i yeah. thought of of the new weapons so I didn't really, well, that was what I was going to ask if, is if you picked any up. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think I picked up like one or two. Um, I will say I saw a build for one of those LMGs. It was a new LMG and it literally did not move. Yeah. So the, uh, the macro five is the new SMG. Yeah. And that thing is a demon. Um, I picked up the gold one on the ground a couple times and I was just, I was shredding with it. I mm -hmm. immediately went to a tempered class after one. Once I saw that early game, I kept that the entire game went played mm -hmm. with temper. Um, and that thing, it, I, I, it shreds. I mean, it's a, yeah. I think it's a good combination. It feels like a combination between the Armageddon and the Blixen. Has a little bit huh. lower fire rate as from the Armageddon, but I think it shreds just as much as it. And I mean, the Blixen was 
better than the Armagera. I just personally didn't like the feel of it. Um, mm-hmm. So that is a big piece uh, that was, it has a lot of people talking. And yeah. the dual akimbo, uh, the fact that you can do akimbo on, uh, on this SMG is just dumb. I mean, I saw videos. I haven't used them myself. I've seen videos where people are just shredding with them. Um, and, and honestly, I haven't looked at any nerfs or anything. I don't know if they've nerfed them yet. I don't think they have. Um, but that's just one piece. I'm like, why? Why are you? Why are you? You gotta have something to. Gotta have something to get the, the make talk people up. come um, mess around in the game or yeah. something to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, but to your point, the new LMG. <laughs> is i think it's the build with the burst barrel actually that is the one that yeah. does not move and yeah. it's i don't know to me i'm not a fan of burst weapons personally um so i still wouldn't use it even though it, i know it doesn't move and, mm. and honestly with the nz i mean the nz is still a problem um but <laughs> the nz I didn't necessarily like it as much when it first got the buff and it first became really good because it doesn't move. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'm so used to controlling recoil and like I almost enjoy using the guns that naturally have a little bit more recoil. Like mm-hmm. the Amax was the one that was my pride and yeah. joy during that meta. I used that all yeah. the time and I could control it. And the bar most recently is what I've been using, which it traditionally has a little bit more recoil guy. So I'm like, I, I don't like, I don't necessarily want to just be using something that's a laser that like, if I go to control the recoil, I just am losing my aim because I'm so used yeah. to controlling it. Um, yeah. So that's uh, a whole thing. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't think they're going to nerf the LMG. I think, I think they should at least get the, the recoil up a little bit, but like from a damage perspective, like, yeah, an LMG should smack you in the face like yeah. it should be a high damage weapon so that doesn't surprise me uh mobility should uh should be into the ground and uh <laughs> there should be a little bit more recoil yeah <laughs> uh yeah i don't know um i haven't really got my hands on enough of i, I think i picked up the macro like twice but uh that was about it i don't have enough to say about them yeah we will see Let's get into uh, what what we want to talk about. And, Let's talk about the, the game that's giving me energy, that's giving me life right well, now. In, in the topic of today's discussion, it's our title on YouTube, it's the title of the podcast episode, and it's a live poll that we've got in chat. So if you're watching, be sure to weigh in here. Um, is Apex Legends better than Warzone? You know what? 100% of you in chat <sighs> have said yes. I'm going to go ahead and add another vote to that. I think Apex overall is a better experience than Warzone. Um, and I'm curious, what do you think? Oh my gosh. I think that we can honestly talk about this pretty in depth because we can, um, 100% but, we can, because I think like me, um, before we started playing apex again, because I was so used to just so used to playing cod, um, would have said COD, or it at least would have been a big debate because I hadn't played Apex in a little bit, and I would have had to kind of go back and forth between the two. And I, let me tell you, the reason I have only played a few games on Fortress Keep is because I'm so addicted to Apex right now. Like, I, <laughs> I got into Fortress Keep, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Like, I honestly, like, I think I had, like, an 8 or 10 kill Fortress Keep game and, like, did pretty well. But, like, 
I don't know what it is about Apex that's just so satisfying, uh, whether that's um, the ranked grind, mm -hmm. because there is a clear reward for you playing well in this game, staying alive, and living through circles. That's what we, clear, that's what brings clear reward. Every time. That right. is a very big driver, mm -hmm. um, but also just the feel of the game in general. Like... I, I I said this I think as we were playing, but like okay, so if you play Apex, um, the armory would have been a thing. Like I keep I keep thinking of things that like Call of Duty added in and comparing the two, and I feel like I would have made fun of an armory and COD, but at the same time though, I don't know. I feel like COD just adds like some stupid shit like the partnership is cool with king kong and godzilla i get that but like when that becomes the main grab. point of your season it's Talk a cash grab and it's and you know what here's the thing god i have some of these i'm not going into professional conversations Go but off, king. there's this there's this whole altruistic thing around this i think because i feel like as a player of this game they're just trying to reach so hard and it's like this weird like dynamic of almost not feeling lied to but it's just like this doesn't even really make sense for the game like mm -hmm. are you really doing what's best for the players like um, do you really actually care about bank. what the players wanting they're yeah but like there's this weird altruistic i haven't even thought about that till literally right now but that like i i think about that in terms of career too and there's yeah i'm not gonna talk about that but um anyway so uh, Sean says skill gap is so much higher. You want to get better because you can see the results in front of you. And I completely agree with that because you feel you do feel like you're getting better in Apex and you have to put work in. Like another thing would be the, the difference in the characters. Each character has their own abilities. And like I have just gone straight Bloodhound for like pretty much. But yeah, like you've always been it, Bloodhound. I think you did a. a bat with sear when you were still playing on xbox yeah. and you lost the sear skin when you started on pc and just back to old faithful and it works yeah. out but it takes some practice and it mm -hmm. takes some skill to do that and also i will say there's a whole nother element too in your team like in your trio of using different characters and we kind of talked about that last week i think about like each ability like kind of benefiting the team in different ways and learning to use that like using each ability as a team and that's like how we play cod we worked really well together as a team me like me you joe matt uh sean and that's fun but like when you have to use specific abilities in order to like win fights and stuff like that like it becomes so much more um it gives the game so much more depth yeah I think the depth is is actually a really good way to describe it because there are so many more layers to this yeah. to every single gunfight because in Call of Duty, if you are the better person from a gunfight perspective, but you don't have the positioning, I mean, you can still win it. Yeah. In Apex, positioning is key. But then yeah. you have to add in, uh, one, your skill level. And Sean mentioning the skill gap is a very real thing. I mean, I yeah. went through the ringer for the first couple days on Apex when I was <laughs> trying to do it on, on uh, keyboard and mouse. And um, finally, 
rage quit and went back to controller and I could actually shoot again. Um, but then you've got also, you know, what legends you have on your team and what legends you're going up against. I mean, if you've got very three, very aggressive legends coming at you, then you have to keep that in mind. So it's like, as you're looking for people, you're also trying to see what skins are using and in which legend uh-huh. they are. So you can mentally prepare for each gunfight. And but you've got to like, there's a balance to that though, mm-hmm. oh, because yeah. you know, if you have three different, uh, aggressive legends, like I was talking about this, sorry, I'm, I'm cutting off your train of thought, but oh, no, you're good. If, if you have like a Valk that can do like the missiles, but also is part movement because it's got, you know, you can alt out with the, um, the jetpack mm-hmm. and, and flying and you can identify targets in the air. It's got kind of a mix of like an attack, but also kind of passive in that, like, you know, you can escape and kind of reposition. But what I what where that plays into different gunfights, you're talking about positioning. There's a lot more like strategy in that. Um, you know, say you're trying to push really hard, but you're pushing against a caustic in a building. Well, the caustic can lock down the building with a bunch of gas traps, basically gas you out. <laughs> uh, versus like. I don't know. It just depends on where you are in the map. Like you have to, you have to figure out what, which characters you're going against and then kind of play it that way. And you can flip, you can kind of flip the advantage depending on where you are. Like if you have positioning in COD, uh, you know, if you're a a Valk, you can um, just alt out and reposition and then you've got the advantage or like I'm thinking of that fight uh, by the beach um, when uh, you were uh, you were Ash and we had like we were fighting like three teams we cleared out one team from the building the other team didn't push us we went from rooftop to rooftop we we killed and and you just yeah yeah and and seriously they would have had the advantage because we if we had to go if we had to rotate on the beach there wasn't a whole lot of cover no so you went straight to the rooftop and we just annihilated yeah. that team. I think that's where we have found our stride in at least when myself, you and Sean have been playing between me using Ash, you and Bloodhound, and then Sean switching back and forth between Valkyrie and uh, Seer. Mm-hmm. I, both, I think, have very different dynamics when, when Sean's playing the different legends. But yeah both combos work for us because it just, it changes our play style a little bit, but that's just what you have to do in this game. And you have to know who's on your team, who has what alts at what time. And it's just, you have to have more communication because there are so many more layers that go into it. And it's such a more rewarding experience when you see your RP going up each game and you see your levels going up and you're actually having something to show for all the the time and effort and the practice essentially that you're putting into it that it makes you want to come back for more god who was it and 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 like i think my point again like going back to what um even what legends you choose is important because i think um God, we just had a miserable. I think it was Saturday morning. Like me, <laughs> it was uh, me and Joe is so bad. Me, you, and Joe, and it was just awful. I got it. I was every second of it. I was bloodhound. What were you? I was. I've, I'm at Ash. I've, I'm Ash all the time. You Ash. Me. But that was the morning that I switched from keyboard and mouse to controller. Well, true. And then what was Joe? Joe's wraith. Joe's wraith. See, and, and I kind of like made the point like 
we almost have like too much movement there and not really any attack because like yeah i played one i played one game as gibby and it did not go very well i was like i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna go back to ash because i'm still learning this game and i'm not gonna stray away from my path but like yeah you brought up a really good point where that combo the three wasn't necessarily working like wraith is is more of like you can escape with her passive or or whatever it is not the old but the other one whatever it is you can escape with both i mean essentially you enter the void or do a portal and then wraith kind of the same uh but with the slash movement with the portal ash is essentially the same thing because i can cut a portal Right, your two portals. Sword. So yeah, I mean it yeah. does the same thing. The only difference is that I can't go back. Like with yeah. Wraith, you can go back and forth between the two. It, mine is just one way movement. Yeah. Um, but I like the the different dynamic that Ash gives you because it's a it's more of like a scout mm-hmm. legend. Because you mm-hmm. can if there's a box on the ground, you can mark it and it'll ping your enemies. Um on the map wherever they are and then you mm-hmm. your passive is just the fact that you can see the death boxes on the mini map so like mm-hmm. as we're going into a new area i can see as a death box appears it's like i know okay somebody just died there we need to be prepared to move into a fight here um, and then i can scan and figure out where exactly they are yeah, you yeah. can scan it i can get us high ground with my alt and ash just cutting the void in into the whatever position we want and Sean, I mean, it's it's worked actually really well when Sean's been Valkyrie, and I think Valk is probably one of the most balanced player or balanced legends mm-hmm. because it has the movement factor with the alt, and as he jumps, he can just hit his jetpack. Mm-hmm. But when you go into the alt, you can see you can scan and see everybody around you, and then you have the missiles that you can fire too. So yeah, it's like such a good combo. Mm-hmm. Um, that seeing Sean play it for the last few days, I'm like, oh yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. It's useful. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I was talking about with like having an attacking, um, whatever his whatever the missiles. I mean, because you know if we're getting in a fight and we have to back up a little bit, he can just shoot off the missiles and kind of ward people. It, it, it kind of just stops mm-hmm. a team if they're trying to like push us hard. Gives you a little time. Um, yeah, it gives you gives you a second. Um, but anyway. So, um, hold on. I want to see what else I had on here because I want to make sure they hit season 13 uh, split. Uh, yeah, it was today. So the rank system essentially reset itself today. Um, you don't essentially go back to zero. I did because I'm such a low level. Um, but you just go down a tier as Sean was explaining to me earlier. Yeah. But with that comes a new map. And actually I think I'm going to be a lot Roll better. Map. I'm going to be a lot better this split because I know world's edge because we that- used to, this yeah. was the map that we played when we played, what was that, like seven months ago or something? Uh, yeah. So I am, I already feel more comfortable because I know the rotations and I've already had a couple of really good games on this where mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this, this feels like home to me. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm all about World's Edge. Um, so I want to bring up a couple of things that I didn't even realize that they did with the split. Um, one, they lowered the cost of entry per game, uh, but they made it varied per tier, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it costs. Yeah, I, I can pull it up, but I mean, it just basically the higher you, you go uh, in rank, it costs more to get in the games. Uh, 
I like that. Yeah, um, I like that too. I think it makes sense. Um, yeah, and I, I think it always was that way, wasn't it? It's just not as drastic now. I think so. Um, because it it they lo- they just lowered it. Yeah, they lowered it for every category, but it's still a tiered uh. approach to it. Also, what they did do um, as well is they made it higher RP for if you um, get between seven and the seven and twelve kill range, which God just does not happen often. But I remember uh, having a I think I had an eight and I had eleven kill game, and I remember my RP just being nuts. It was like over three hundred, and I was like, "Oh my God!" Like because usually you know you can do a four kill game, and it's like. Um, I don't know if you win, even if you win the game, it's like, yeah, like 200 something. Yeah. Like there, there've been, I would say for most of the games that I've done well, I'm between like a 100 and a, I think the, I think 250 is probably the most RP I've gotten so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm the lowest level in our team. Cause I've been playing the longest. Um, but Sean said, he says they, he said that they reduced it by about 10 points across the board for everybody. So yeah. Um, makes sense. I, and honestly, I think it's good. Um, we'll see how if we can really tell a big difference um okay the reason or why why i could think it it could be a diff- big difference is because when we have saturdays like the saturday that we had and yeah. we just have like 10 games where you lose like for me i was losing like 38 rp Every per game, game yeah. plus the buy-in oh my god i went down like at least a, a level not like gold to silver. I went like I was like silver one and I think I was down to like silver three. <laughs> and uh it, it'll make you feel a little bit less bad when I decide to be jump master for a game and completely screw up the jump and kill myself right off the rip. Drop uh, into uh literally on a mountain where that Kevin... was not good. We were going over a mountaintop I messed up the timing of the jump just because I it's not muscle memory for me quite yet. Uh, <laughs> and we were about halfway down and I go, oh, no, did I screw this up? <laughs> and, you, and you go out of bounds on the mountain. You die. I drop. I turn. I, tur- I like basically do a, a 180 so that I can drop on some loop. I'm like, oh, no, this is terrible. Yeah. I land directly on a team that already had just picked up the loot, and they just annihilate me. And then I don't know what happened to Sean. I bet he did basically the same. I think he went down the butthole and (laughs) died. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) the big hole right there. Uh, But it was, I felt like I just deserved to just sit there and wait and watch you guys play you ended up surviving and playing for like 20 25 minutes so i just sat there um and that's the one thing that whether you love it or you hate it about apex is that there's no way to buy yourself back it's you are on a timer and if you don't recover your teammates banner in however many minute or however many seconds i think it's like 90 Mm -hmm. seconds that you have and then the time that you're holding the banner to the actual recovery banner or the. Yeah. The beacon. Thank you. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like that adds another layer there too. And you got to be strategic And teams know that if they knock two of your boys and you get away, you're going to be trying to come back and there's yeah. a limited amount of time so they can camp your box. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. I, I like the dynamic that, 
it adds to that and you can't just do a full-on regain like you can in warzone and you know what's also interesting too is that there's a little bit of balance there because you have to make a choice like whether and i sometimes i'll pose this just because i'm like bored and i'll be like all right do we want to be entertaining or are we doing rp plays like do you guys want entertainment because i'll go in there and try to kill an entire team by myself uh well and when you're grinding rp and trying to level up typically the smarter way to go about that would be to survive and and get your placement bonus and that's where the balance is too because i think you in that choice in that uh there's still almost a reward for the team because you're still going to gain RP if you survive. So as much as it sucks that your boys are out, like then you're just waiting and hoping that your, your buddy can last as long as he can and then still get you RP and still get you positive RP. Yeah. It's uh, Um, just continuing to add to the, to the depth of the game, which I love. And, and, um, And you could make the argument that it would be a better experience in the non-ranked to allow you to buy your teammates back just so it's a little mm. bit more of a practice and then keep ranked a little bit separate and you you can't do that um i think it's an interesting topic for discussion but you know uh what they've been doing works they've been doing it for years and and we're what 13 seasons in now F- season 14 is coming That's in crazy in to August, think about um that we had talked about so there's there's a a lot of really good stuff happening in this game and it's not dying out. I think the the popularity is just continuing to grow, which we talked about last week. Um, last portion. I want to ask you because I don't know what your update is, but what is your favorite loadout? I know your character choice. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite loadout now? Or like maybe like two to three guns, like your combination that you're doing right now. I'll give you my top four with okay. an honorable mention. Okay. Um, early game honorable mention. I've been having a lot of fun with the longbow. It's very silly. It hits extremely hard, but... and it's only because it hits so hard, and you can just terrorize people if you have other people shooting at them. You pop them for fifty to a hundred, and then it's like it's an assist machine essentially. Yeah. Um, that's an honorable mention. Just like super early game, if I land on it, like I'll pick it up and try and pop someone off. Um, ultimately what I'm looking for is R301 every single time and either an R99 or a car and I've enjoyed having the car in the crafting machine because I know every game I can guaranteed get that but if I find the R99 I actually do prefer the R9 a little bit more Um, so if I find it early, I'll stick with it. Otherwise, I'll just craft a car and use that, and I'm happy either way. Um, I do like the little dynamic that the car adds, being able to use both heavy and light ammos, ammo and magazines. Um, so, like, if I find a like a gold or a purple heavy mag, I'll just yeah. go with the car. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, which can, you've kind of, you know, put me onto this, the Spitfire. is one that i do enjoy um but typically i'll either decide to go spitfire in r3 Mm -hmm. or go r3 in either the r99 or car just kind of depending how i'm feeling those are like the four that i keep in my main rotation and i'm happy if i've got any of those four any combination of those four in my hands at any given point um and that's another 
little added layer to this game where you're not guaranteed a loadout every time. A mm-hmm. perfect example of this, we were playing, what was it, yesterday? And literally the entire game, I was looking for an R301, and I never found one. <laughs> so I went the entire game without it. I will say, because I, I like, I've always liked the R3, but just my play style, like... It's very interesting that you do like an you'll run like two lights with an R3 and an R9 because in my mind I will pick one or the one or the other like I'm if I'm going to that's going to be my light weapon. So mm-hmm. and it's I it's use, gotten me into trouble. But yeah. typically I don't have an issue with it. I will say I got a gold R3 and that basically served I think it was serving as like my AR like it was like short to mid and was very effective but yeah i don't know i it's just it's harder because you do have a lot of i feel like you have a lot of drop off on it because like i don't i don't think you're getting a whole lot of distance i mean you, you know better than i would because i it's don't more, usually go that far in the game no, with it. it's more the mid short range and i mean that's what with ash that's the play style is yeah you're using your alt to push into people and get on top of them and not you're not trying to fight from a distance yeah so i think that combo matches pretty well with with my play style um the one wild card that i did actually like quite a bit when we were playing however many months ago and i haven't really picked up uh since then is the wingman and and i'm curious to pick that back up and see how it feels because i mean Mm -hmm. you hit your shot you're 45 guaranteed every time it goes up to 90 Mm -hmm. something if you get a headshot so that's one where i do want to (sighs) test it out and i could add that into the rotation but the the kicker with it right now is that it's in the crafter so it's like that point you're just choosing between a car and a wingman it's like which one am i going to go with typically i'll just go with the car I just had this thought while we were playing. Um, how much? I'm wondering how much the 30 30 hits for in Apex because it almost just seems like the rifle version of a uh, wingman. <laughs> um, um, I think you might be it, right, but I don't know if it hits as hard, to be completely honest. A, a charged up headshot with a 30 30 will deal 100. <laughs> A non-charged headshot will deal 74. A charged up hit to the body will deal 57. And a non-charged will do 42. So tech, it's just, it's just charged. That's yeah. the only thing. Like yeah. Wingman is just like 45 to the body, which is uh, and that's harder. Pop, pop, pop. pop. I, I, like how much is true. it to actually charge it? And are you looking at the 30-30? Because do you charge up the 30-30? I thought it was the triple take that you charge up. No, you can charge a thirty thirty. Oh, see that shows that goes to show how much I actually use it. I never yeah, you never it pick it up. <laughs> but it hits hard, man. It's 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 pretty fun to use actually. Yeah, and that's I mean that's a lot of guns in this game is once you get mm-hmm. a feel for it. Yeah, you can pretty much compete with any gun that you pick up. Yeah, um, there's some that you just don't that that aren't very good. But yeah, Matt just mentioned that the charge thirty thirty is his favorite. Um, mm-hmm. which, I've never picked it up, so you can have it if I run into it, Matt. Well, uh, oh, last note, because we were talking about, like, um, popularity going up on Apex. I'm just looking on Twitch. Yeah. About the top games right now and how many people are, how many viewers are in each game. Just chatting, 
473. It's always going to be your number one. Not surprised by that. Number one, besides that, uh, GTA 5 at 238K. Pretty much always going to be number two. Um, Valorant at three, 132K. Nice. And then Apex at four, 105K. So that's like nice. Fortnite, like 40, that's 40,000 more viewers than Fortnite. Um, Warzone, God, where's Warzone's down to 57.8 thousand right now. Um, so it's, I mean, you also have to think about who are the big Call of Duty creators. And, and I mean, Tim the Tap Man's going to be up there all the time and he streams on YouTube. So it skews yeah. things a little bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I anyway, I, this these numbers don't surprise me interesting at all. Yeah, it, yeah. Well, we're gonna continue playing it, and actually, I'm gonna be on the stream after this. So, anybody wanting to watch us actually play, uh, do ranked grind. Evan will not be on, but that's my one complaint about April. I will. Is that it's three man squads? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> so I'm subbing out tonight, but that is a okay. Um, thank you for joining us. Make sure you hit that live poll in chat if you haven't yet. Uh, weigh in what you think is a better game, Apex Legends or Warzone. 100% of us uh, have said Apex, so it doesn't really surprise us. Oh, We're going to have a poll down in chat for our VOD viewers as well. And um, be sure to hit the subscribe button, the notification bell, like the video while you're at it, and uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for joining us. We'll talk to you guys all next week. And that's it for now.